The TNT Shop has great gift ideas for your furry family member at tntradio.live. You're with Joe Hoff on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Well, 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 we are back. It's a uh, windy, uh, stormy morning in Florida. Waves are real high coming off the Atlantic and uh, looks like there's some storms uh, south of us as well. So there's your weather update for the day in case you're in Florida. Um, But we've got a beautiful show lined up for you. So no matter what it's like outside or what it's like in your heart, uh, it's going to be a beautiful day. And uh, today we've got our good friend, David Clements, joining us. Uh, just spent the last uh, not quite 24 hours with him. Didn't know whether to bring him here into the studio or or not. I guess we've decided that he'll uh, dial in, which will be best for both of us. And he will be joining us after the uh, first break here. So that's uh, just can't, you know, can't wait to talk about what we saw last night. And what it was is David's come out with a new movie. It's a documentary. It's about the 2020 election. The name of it is Set My People Free. And it's about how we have become slaves to our election process. We no longer have elections. We have people that select, uh, make selections. And of course, they don't select Donald Trump. These are the same people that run the run and manage the big street, you know, mainstream media that are so critical on uh, so many things, like critical of Israel, uh, pro, you know, just um, pro war though, pro war, uh, critical of uh, good Americans, critical of Donald Trump, critical of making America better. These are the same people that are bringing in uh, just millions uh, into our country illegally. And that are pretending like it's fine. These are the same people that run our DOJ. And like George Papadopoulos shared on Monday, the, the one entity that needs to be fixed first in this country when Trump comes back, it is the DOJ. We need justice. We What we have now is, is a sham. I don't know if you saw yesterday, and it's out at JoeHoff.com, Christopher Ray being grilled by a uh, representative, really not grilled that much, just Christopher Ray lying again, like he's been doing ever since he took that position. Just a big liar snake. The guy is just toxic. And uh, this representative Higgins asked him, were feds involved in the uh, in the uh, January 6th? And Ray goes on, doesn't answer his question. We had nothing to do with the violence on January 6th. There's such, such a piece of work. This guy is so disgusting. Of course, he knows that there were feds all over that place. He won't acknowledge it. He's just basically lying to the American people. It's just so disgusting. Just what a what a toxic piece of piece of waste. And you know it was Chris Christie that told President Trump to hire him to replace Jim Comey. What a monster that Chris Christie is. A big one at that. Kind of a doughboy like monster, just like in uh, uh, Ghostbusters, the big doughboy. But what a piece of work he was, given uh, given telling Trump to hire Chris Ray that he's a good man. What a nightmare he's been. And uh, certainly behind January 6th, certainly with working with Pelosi and these crooked politicians to set up President Trump, including uh, including Mike Pence. We were talking about that on the way down here. We went to Jacksonville last night, saw David's movie, the documentary, the first release. It's a pre-release release. Got to see it last night. It's just absolutely it just uh, it's emotional. It's one of those movies like uh, really um, The Sound of Freedom. It it makes it 
points in the movie you want to cry at other points you just say right on i had a uh a lady sitting behind me there's probably 100 150 people at this event last night they didn't know they were going to get to see the the movie the documentary the first first viewing and uh this girl behind me is like yes right on yes <laughs> and uh it was, you know, it was great. And uh, she said that I, I'm in the movies. My twin brother, Jim's in the movie. And uh, I shared something. She goes, yes. <laughs> so that uh, that was uh, some of the reaction to the movie is just fantastic. So I can't wait till it's totally released. We can share it here, maybe uh, pr promote it here on the Joe Hoff show. It's fantastic stuff, uh, outlining how important our elections are and how we've become slaves, because that's what we are. If we don't have free and fair elections, this is what the people fought for, you know, uh, back in 1776. We want freedom. We're tired of this. Monsters running our country, like from the UK. It was really, by the way, what a brilliant discussion that was yesterday. If you get to uh, go back and, and listen to it. We had a, a guest from uh, I never I hadn't even heard of him before. He's excuse me recommended to me uh, to get on the show, and he was brilliant, Alex Craner, and he talked about how the British had been monkeying around with stuff for hundreds of years, especially the U.S.'s business. They forced the Revolution, the War of seventeen seventy six, then the War of eighteen twelve, and then he talked about how the the Brits were messing with this during the Civil War. They were trying to get cotton out of the South, and Lincoln had to set up a, a barricade to prevent that. It was uh, they were just they were they were not they were according to Craner. He was saying, yeah, they were they were looking to take on the North and, and make two weaker American countries rather than one big powerful country, which it was becoming. It was the U.S., of course, was becoming a, a monster and an industrial powerhouse. As he said, maybe those first 50 years after 1800 were the greatest transformation of uh, industrial uh, ever in world history uh, here in the United States. People talk about China. Well, the U.S. really, really became it changed from an agrarian society to uh, this industrial powerhouse. And it, you know who who saw that was Alexander Hamilton. If you read his book by this guy named Chernow, which I did years ago, he talks about that, how Hamilton had the foresight to see in 100 years, we're not going to be, you know, a bunch of farmers. We will have farmers and there will be farmers, but we're going to be into industry. And he nailed it. The U.S. became a powerhouse, especially with rail and and all the inventions then that started to occur, especially around the 1900s with the telephone, the light bulb, and all the magical things that made this country great. We were so far ahead of uh, countries like China, so so far ahead then uh, of the recent years with the uh, with the iPhones and the technology, the way to communicate. We've made it easier to do so. And then uh, we, but we've got these monsters that are censoring this communication, which is why people come here. They want the truth. And, and, you know, that's why we're here. We want to share the truth. And uh, that's a big part of, uh, big part of this show. We want to share the truth. Now we're not going to go. And, and I'm telling you on this show, we're not going to go and we're not going to call Israel uh, genocidal. That's just not a talking point that, we believe in here at this Joe Hoff show. We see Israel as rightly uh, a country in the Middle East that is under attack by uh, 
regimes that want to kill it, destroy it from, from what is it from, is it from mountain to sea or some sort of saying they have, they want Israel wiped out. And certainly Hamas does and did and try and killed 1400 people, not just not long ago, 1400 innocent people. And there's uh 200 that are, that are still uh, missing. Uh, we don't know where they're at. They were kidnapped by Hamas. We've got a baby three months old to up to an 87 year old that have been kidnapped. These were Muslims that were kidnapped. These were um, Hindus that were kidnapped. These were Jews and these were Christians. It didn't matter. Uh, they took them and kidnapped them. And God knows how many came from that concert young beautiful young women and maybe men if they've been able to survive god knows how many of those people have survived and how, how much torture and and rape these people have faced it's just horrible so no we're not going to be calling uh israel genocidal on this show not not at all we've had some great guests to kind of lay that out whether it be michelle bachman is just a super christian superwoman who, who who understands what's going on there? Who rightly says the U.S. is the is the fool in this Middle East? We're sending billions now to the Iran, who's behind all this. Iran, as Russia, as as Bannon says, the Persians, which has been going on for three thousand years. It's it's uh, Iran and Hezbollah and, and and Hamas. They're all Iran, and we're giving them money. We saw Biden just the other day. We're going to give him ten billion more and then he the next day he says we're, we're working on getting uh getting these hostages out this is insane policy who who pays people uh to get innocent people back i mean it's it's insanity it's a way to funnel money and launder money to these uh to these terrorists and that's what the biden administration's doing being ran by what we even know uh, uh, iranians in 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 the in the store there's there's an iranian that's been out and he's sitting he's he or she is still sitting in at the in the uh i believe at the pentagon hasn't been removed we we outed her as, a, as an iranian hasn't been removed this is the obama biden administration it's a continuation of the biden uh destruction of america and um outrageous so we're the suckers sending billions to both sides it's just insane it's just insane why would we be sending uh, billions to these entities and we're finding out according to michelle bachman hamas the leaders three of the leaders they're billionaires they're sitting in a four seasons hotel over in cutter five-star hotel they're living they're living like princes and that money that we're sending goes straight to them and then whatever's little bits left goes to Hamas. a little bit very little hits those poor innocent people there uh, that uh, that are in uh, Gaza. It's very sad, and it is sad that people are dying there. We have to ask, why is Hamas firing at people that are trying to get out of there? Why are they trying to shoot and kill people to to prevent them from leaving? Is it because they care about these people, or is it because that they don't want them to go because they enjoy the, these human sh shields and and the narrative that they can that they can uh, display and show and say when these people are injured are uh, killed uh because they couldn't get out when Israel said you got to get out because we're coming in we're going to protect our people and we want our people back from that th 3 month old to the 87 year old they need to be set free it's not legal to do what you're doing it's a it's a it's a it's a bad pet in the u.s that's capital punishment stuff that's what our system does people that kidnap and kill they 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 face capital punishment in many many states so this is not a small thing and um anyways i don't know how we got off on that rant i guess i i heard some some noise um you know coming uh you know it's a free channel 
we're sharing the truth, whatever you want. But uh, we do we do have to be very discerning about what we share and and ensure that on this show we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna stick to what we believe is the truth and and it's just really sad. I saw a lady, uh, uh, a mom from the U.S. whose daughter's been kidnapped, and she says now it's been thirty nine days, and uh, we you know to to be a parent of of a child who's been kidnapped by Hamas, uh, what a, what living hell for a parent. And she says, and we're not living the hell that my, that my that her daughter is. Her daughter apparently went to this concert, and now she's if she's still alive, sitting in some uh, she's calls you know sitting sitting in the earth's you know under the underground somewhere, and we don't know where she, her daughter is and what hell that is for a parent. So uh, just hell, hell. And the U.S. was you know it's rightly so. Or U.S. was was paying enough for a lot of this. So. A lot of stuff going on. We have from the corrupt DOJ to the uh, election systems that are absolutely broken. To me, this is the biggest the biggest thing we have on our plate. I've been saying this is the biggest thing we have. Without free and fair elections, we don't have elections. We have boons running the government, monsters, you know, pigs, animals. These people are disgusting who are running this government right now. They don't care. They don't care about life. They don't care about death. They care about uh, they care about narratives. They care about uh, the the world economic form. They care about China, but they don't care about us Americans. And we need free and fair elections back. And and this is this is the key. It all comes down to that, so that we can have sane policy, so that we can have peace in the Middle East, and so that we can have like like President Trump did. We set up peace. We you know we ended ISIS. It was over. It was done. And it's a matter of a couple of weeks. And we had peace. And that's what we all want. We all want peace. We all want that. And so, anyways, the way to get that is to get the right leadership in. And everybody knows we know it economically and with foreign policy. President Trump was on it, even though these monsters were after him every day trying to accuse him of being a Russian spy, which was all garbage from, from the left and from the Brits, as our guest Alex Craner explained yesterday. Great shows this week. We're going to have another great show today as we as we bring in our super guest without with his new movie, his new documentary. We're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about last night, the first airing. I was so privileged and honored to be there. And uh, we'll be talking about that here right after this break with Mr. David Clements on The Joe Hoff Show. You should hear what Chris Smith is talking about. Discipline in the classroom. And of course, as someone who was schooled in Australia in an era when corporal punishment reigned, I fully appreciate how difficult it is now for teachers to maintain discipline. It would be incredibly tough. And over the decades, as I've hosted thousands of hours of talk radio programs, I can't tell you how many teachers have told me on air how bad behaviour, misbehaviour forced them out of the job, forced them to actually leave the teaching fraternity in Entirely. A lack of discipline is chronically disruptive to the entire class and even worse for the disruptor. And so when Victorian Liberal MLC Renee Heath spoke to us yesterday about the OECD's Disciplinary Climate Index, I didn't know they had one, I was blown away. 15-year-olds here in Australia are amongst the most disruptive and disorderly in the world. And that they right. rank, in fact, number 69 out of 76 school systems wow. worldwide. Australian educators should be ashamed ashamed of that close to rock bottom status. And secondly, this could be a prime reason for Australia's pathetic international educational outcomes. Chris Smith on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. A better business tip from TNT Radio. 
News Talk Radio listeners are some of the most active and involved listeners of any format. TNT Radio listeners rely on TNT Radio often as their primary source of information. They trust TNT Radio and are highly engaged with the content. If you'd like more information about advertising on TNT Radio, simply fill out your details on our contact page and we'll be in touch. To find out more, go to tntradio.live. Here's what I wanted to add to that conversation. The conversation continues. They just mean well, but they can't do any better what they're doing. On today's News Talk, TNT Radio. We are back. This is the Joe Hoff Show. So glad you're here. So glad you're listening in. We've got a special show again today. Every day we got great shows. By the way, uh, tomorrow Rudy Giuliani will be joining us as well. So just the week's just uh, just full on great week, great guest, and none better than my good friend David Clements, who's with us via the phone today. David, welcome to the Joe Hoff Show. Hey, Joe. <laughs> Long time no see. How are you? Can you hear? Yeah, me? I'm doing. I'm. Yeah, now I can. Yeah. So welcome. Well, thanks for having me. Keep test. Yeah, great, great. Um, so uh, for the, those that are listening, I was with David last night. I mentioned this in the first segment here just a moment ago. When we drove up to Jacksonville, uh, in Florida, David had a special airing of his new documentary that's coming out i had i was so privileged and honored to be there david was just really it was a blessing it was really a blessing i mentioned david uh how you know so i'm sitting there david has obviously seen it he's been working on this uh you know really diligently over the last uh year i guess really especially every time i call him here recently he's just not working on the documentary joe <laughs> it's like a broken record but uh it as it was aired it was really super emotional for me. It was just, uh, I was about wanting to cry at, at, at points, just weep uh, for for this country, for some of the people that are being so terribly abused by this country right now, by this regime that falsely, you know, stole the 2020 election. And, and by God, David, there is one person in the movie who says, and, and the election was stolen. And, uh, and that was me. So uh, actually, the girl behind me, I was going to say, when I said that, she went, yes. <laughs> so it got emo- it, it got emotion. It was you grabbed emotions with that movie is really perfect. Well done. My super congratulations. We're going to have another sneak peek today with a small group here in uh, in uh, middle Florida on the Atlantic and uh, looking forward to that tonight. And uh, just well done, David. I, I standing ovation. It was it was it was perfect, and uh, really enjoyed it. So, thanks so much for for having me. What's uh, what did you think about last night? How, how what were your emotions as, as 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 this thing was presented to the public? Well, I was relieved <laughs> uh, that there was a standing ovation, and I was relieved. You know, I wasn't watching the movie. I was watching you all watch the movie because I. I you know, I've been in front of this material for so long that at some point, the initial impact that um, scenes make on you, they just lessen over time. And I've revisited the same footage. I've made sure to validate everything. But I, I think it works. And um, I really love getting your feedback, Joe, because you've never, <laughs> I think if it was a confusing mess, 
uh, you would let me know. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm kind of waiting, like, I sure hope that this is clear and we're conveying things. And that wasn't a problem. So that was a major side relief. And because I, I, my goal in this film was to take the complexity of the system and make it as easy to follow as possible because it is a labyrinth. And, um, you know, so we did it. Uh, still tweaking on a few things. I, you, I was, you know, I had a ride over to where Joe's at earlier today, and I'm in the back just refining it. But it was the first test screening with an audience outside of my creative team. And uh, there were a lot of tears. There were a lot of people that were, um, yeah, I think they, they were very emotional about what they saw. And uh, I can't wait to get it out to a larger audience. But this was a necessary step. We're doing uh, three test screenings this week. And we've got feedback cards, and the idea is I'm just going to see which which comments I can actually honor and, and improve. And when, when it's out there, uh, we hope that this will be the prescriptive tool that gets people through the next calendar year and elections and how to fix things. Wow, fantastic. So tomorrow night you'll be out in Colorado, is that right? Is that open to the public or not? It, it is. Um, people will have to... Uh, Check in. Uh, we got to make sure that Antifa and <laughs> and the snake news media uh, are checked at the door because we, we, these are these are private test screens. These aren't premieres, uh, so these are just uh, people that we we know and love. But yeah, we'll be in the Colorado Springs area, and anyone that follows me on social media or Joe, just, they they'll know how to get a hold of me if you're in the Colorado Springs area. Well, fantastic, Colorado mm -hmm. Springs. Yeah, great, and and. Uh, can I, is it is Joe Altman going to be there or no? Yeah, uh, we'll all be flying into Denver uh, tomorrow at the same time and making the trek down to Colorado Springs. That's that's Joe's home state. And uh, for for your listeners, Joe Altman's another person that's heavily featured in the film, along with Joe Hoft, uh, Chris Jersky, uh, Dr. Walter Doherty, uh, Jeff Lenberg, Draza Smith. Uh, just it's a it's a who's who of who I Harry Harry or Harry 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 Howry yeah. um, Sean Smith um, Mike yeah. Lindell's in it Steve Bannon's in it uh, Trump's in it it's it's just loaded with um, I think the people that everyone should be listening to there's a lot of pretenders out mm. there these are the experts that we've validated their work meticulously and um, so I'm really proud of. Uh, the team that we have on yeah. the film. Yeah, yeah, even, and Jim's in it as well, my twin brother. So that was cool too, showing him yeah. interview on a, a guy really, from January 6th. Really touching. Right? That was, yeah. Yeah, the, really the thing with a lot of January 6th people. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say the Gateway Pundit's headlines are featured uh, throughout the film because really yeah. uh, Gateway Pundit has been kind of the leading uh, bulwark when it comes to fighting elections, most people are just too scared to do it. And so, yeah, Gateway Pundit is featured heavily. <laughs> a lot of headlines that you that mm -hmm. you recognize. Yeah, for sure. And um, yeah, some I wrote. Um, yeah, and your wife, I forget, you know, Aaron's in it quite a bit too. And she's a superstar as well. Uh, the work she's done around the country, especially in, in New Mexico. So. Uh, yeah, we can't forget her. She was fantastic. And David, of course, you're in it a lot, which is really, yeah, really moving. I th I'd say well done. Well, very well done. Um, 
Very well done. You know, I think a good movie, here's what, and I think maybe this is what the critics would say. I don't know if I've heard this once, but it's not like a movie that you watch and then you walk away and you don't think about it. This was a movie that you watch and you walk away and you think about it. And then you wake up in the morning and you're still thinking about it. And that's how it, it you know, impacted me. So I think that's a really good thing. And, and you know, it gets you thinking and you're like, wow. And um, and you, yeah, it was very, yeah, just very well done, very very well done. So, so yeah. And then this morning we we were we I I I'll mention that uh, I took you and uh, and uh, Kent, your producer, I believe, is that his title? What's his title? Oh, assistant uh, uh, Ken Byer. Ken Byer is a patriot out of Michigan. And uh, just to kind of give you guys the idea of, of our film team, he's a master plumber in Michigan, and he solves all the problems. He's also someone that helped take over the GOP in Michigan for, for MAGA patriots and for people that love Trump. And, uh, yeah, uh, people from just ordinary walks of life have their fingertips all over the film. And he's basically uh, kind of my right-hand guy Where when I travel, when I, when I do have someone come with me. Um, you know, some people travel with armed security. I travel with a plumber. And he told me that. I was like, what? But, you know, and and as you know, I'm, I'm working with your wife, and hopefully you can uh, join us at some point on this uh, team that we've put together to really address how can we put in fixes for the 2020 election or 2024 election uh, between now and the election so that uh, they don't steal it again. Because it does seem that, not a lot has been done in that area. Maybe some, maybe some efforts in some states. I think there's a group in Wisconsin that, that listed about 10 things they wanted to do. And I think they've got about six of them done. But one that they really need to have done there is uh, they need to get rid of that uh, elections uh, director who's fighting to keep her position. She just seems unconstitutional what she's doing, but uh, they, she needs to be impeached. Anyways. Um, so but there's, there's these groups and maybe, you know, more than me, would you would you be you know there's a lot of groups around this country that are doing various things would if i make that statement would you agree with that oh absolutely there there are election integrity groups in every state um and uh this is kind of this cool thing because there's a lot of people who say i wish everyone would get under one banner and there's there's advantages to having everyone under you know the same web page and all that stuff but really liberty thrives when you don't have any bureaucracy uh, when you can when you're decentralized and you've got the ability to just uh, you know not 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 run into log jams and so um, there are great groups out there there's like audit the vote PA there's audit the vote Hawaii there's a uh, voter GA there every state's got uh, kind of this this group and we've gotten to know them and you really see them um, at the Lindell events each year every every summer when he meets in Springfield You've got basically a group that's representative of someone in the 50, 50 uh, states that's on top of it. And so we are tied into just about everyone. Um, and, and, yeah, so it's we have an instantaneous network to share information. And I think that's one of the reasons why we're able to diagnose problems within a 24-hour period, whereas uh, right out the gate in early 2021, it took us six months to kind of parse out and find things. We know who the, the real experts are, and we know the fakers, and we know the people that get things done. 
And so right now it's like it's lightning speed. When we see what's going on in Pennsylvania, when we see, um, you know, deletion of votes, everyone knows to, to track out the Edison data and take a look at the election night reporting. That was something that you just didn't know before. So I think right now everyone's following the input output system with a degree of knowledge that's really um, comforting going into this uh, next election year. That's 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 good. Yeah, that's good to hear. You know, I'm a, I'm probably more cynical. I'm like, we've got to get some work done here because there's just this is just we cannot have this happen again. I mean, another another four years of this, and I think probably they'll. You know, there was a million people there on January sixth. They've got probably at least half the people's phones. So, uh, you know, if they can these this group that's running this country, they'd like to just throw us all in all in prison they just that's that's how they handle things it's really fascist nasty stuff so uh and if they wanted to you know really topple uh the pro-american movement that would be how how you do it you'd get rid of a million of the people that were at january 6th these are the people that were you know that knew what was going on could see that the election was not right it never should have been certified and then and then uh you know went all the way to uh bc to a uh, protest so you know, uh, you're right. What if you were David to say about your, you know, talking about your your documentary, uh, "Let My People" is "Let My People Go," right? If if yeah. you were to say in ten minutes or less, what's the movie about? How would you how would you say that? Well, the title kind of gives you a tip of the hat on what it's about. It's about deliverance. I mean, everyone. Uh, that's attended a Sunday school class is familiar with the story of Moses and the deliverance of slaves away from Pharaoh. And the, those archetypes loom large in the film. And we address the modern day slave trade. And uh, that's accomplished through the use of proprietary rigged software, rigged election devices that uh, take away the fruits of your labor uh, through acquiring uh, what was once your voice or your vote and packaging in a way that always favors the swamp. And uh, so we've got kind of this civilized slavery system that's in place. And the, the, what makes it more satanic, if you will, than what we saw in, during the Civil War is that people don't know that they're slaves. When I mean, you look at your income, you know, over 50% of that goes to the government largesse. Um, a lot of people working in cubicles. A lot of people told how you know how to walk down a a uh, grocery store aisle during COVID, being compelled to cover your face. I mean, you, when you really add up the train of abuses, from mask wearing, forced um, vaccination, which leads to you know all kinds of medical conditions, uh, with the amount of money that's being extracted from us, also through inflation, the hidden tax, uh, and the national debt. I mean, we really are in bondage to um, a, an albatross in Washington, D.C. that is just writing checks that they can't cash and kicking the can down the road. And the idea is, you know, you, you have no real sense of what's happening on Election Day. You can kind of guess and say, I think this person won, but no one knows. And I don't care where you live. You don't know for sure. I mean, that's where we're at. Um, and then you've got the kind of more literal form of bondage represented in the story of the J6ers. And these were the, as I call them, the original election otters. These are people that 
had common sense that told them that on November 3rd, the election was rigged, stolen, and they went to a place of consequence. They, they went to a place to make their voices heard. And as a result of that, real chains were fastened on them, and many of those J6ers are still languishing in jail. So it's a story of deliverance for us, we the people, away from rigged elections, and that will in turn lead to the release of people that are truly enslaved right now in cages. Um, but if we don't get Trump back in the White House, you're not going to see pardons. You're not going to see those folks. So uh, it's the story of both. And uh, the idea is that we have to re- reclaim the mantle of this thing called We the People. Um, and I describe that in the film, that there's a place where we can all get involved, but it's going to require action by millions of people to stand in places in front of people that certify these machines and we need to have a demand to them that they need to withhold certification uh, and count the cost, even if that means being removed, even, even if that means being threatened with arrest. And we also have to make demands to those that certify the results to withhold it until we actually have an absolute sense of what's going on here. And the most vital records that prove whether or not the machines are manipulating votes are being withheld or destroyed from the public. And so the film really does a great job of identifying what those records are, what to look for, all the myths. And, and you saw it last night, Joe. We take a wrecking ball to every single talking point. We, I mean, we absolutely demolish it front, back, forwards. Um, every myth that's out there, uh, we, we just expose. We expose it for the lies that, that, are, that are there. So this will be, I think, not only a, a moving experience, but hopefully, Lord willing, it'll be a historical training material for election workers going forward uh, to, to never, ever get us enmeshed in a system that is so exposed to manipulation and vulnerability. Believable, yeah. No, it's very, very, very well done. It was, uh, and those stories about some of those January Sixers and their parents, uh, man, some of that stuff's just tear-jerking stuff. It's just just sad and uh you did a great job with that and you didn't forget about them and then you list them out and, and uh these are american patriots that went to dc because they said this election was stolen there is evidence that it was and and we all knew it then we knew it then we didn't i didn't need to write three books to say this thing was stolen although as i did i came to uh different conclusions one for example was that hey as I look through it from a professional point of view, each category in my second book on the steel, it's like, well, this thing never should have been certified. This is this is why no no legitimate, excuse me, auditor, independent, objective auditor, uh, knowledgeable, uh, intelligent auditor would walk in and do the work that uh, we did and say this, yeah, go ahead and certify this. There's just no way, and and. We've got example after example after example. I mean, just uh, just really on day one, day one, within the first 24 hours after the elections, you know, the polls closed, we had individuals that we find out later in in Georgia that are stuck around and, and pushed ballots through in the in the middle of the uh, the night. We had Pennsylvania 
where they wouldn't let people in for three days while they manufactured three two million ballots, most 80% for Joe Biden. And we couldn't get in to even see what was going on. We had a similar situation in Detroit, similar situation in Las Vegas. So those are the things that an auditor would say, well, I can't make an opinion because I don't know what happened there. It's not transparent. It's, you know, you hid things. And so how do I knew, know that this pile of ballots here, how do I know, for, you know, can I, can we, can we even tie it to the totals that you've reported? And also, what do we know what's in here? What do we know that it's legit? Because you 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 put this together without any transparency, and there's no way of seeing where this stuff came from. So, as an auditor, you just never would you never. And then the systems, you know, they're not secure. We know that and everything. It's there's no way. There's just no way you would you would certify this election, and that's why it was. You know, everybody knew it. Everybody knew it. You didn't have to be an auditor. You had people. You had plumbers. Going to DC on January 6th because they could see this thing was a sham. Sham. Yeah. Yep. And there's and there's virtually no real oversight. I mean, that's the other thing. There's a lot of there's the Election Assistance Commission and, and there's laws on the books, but you know, if you actually read the laws, you'll find out that most of the elections are run in areas that are wholly unregulated with no no oversight whatsoever. And that's what we've learned is that the, the cheat has migrated to integrated software that is right there. It's basically, uh, you know, serves the deep state uh, through the Department of Homeland Security. And they've got full operational control of data and how to manipulate that data before an election, during an election, and after an election. And that's the other thing that this film really um, – drives down. It's like we talk about everything that everyone else is too afraid to talk about because they're afraid of getting sued by the big election vendors or they're afraid of, of getting subpoenas from the Department of Homeland Security or, or corrupt Congress. And it has no effect on me because I've already I've been sued. I've, I've had Congress try to stop the audits that we did in New, in New Mexico. And, um, you know, fear just doesn't enter into my thinking or my wife's thinking. Um, and so we've been bullied for years to get the stuff to you. So a lot of the stuff that's in this film is a byproduct of fighting tooth and nail uh, to get before commissions and get access to ballots and get access to cast vote records and analyze them. And while this is all going on, we had a, a letter signed off by Jamie Raskin, right, of the, of the J6 co uh, committee, where he subpoenaed every single a record of communication between members of my audit team uh, trying to chill us. We had uh, threats from um, the AG's office that, that we're going to be criminally prosecuted if we touch certain equipment. We had uh, people that were prominent politicians in New Mexico go on Rachel Maddow's show and slander us, um, you know, basically trying to shut us down. We had candidates that were running campaign ads bragging about their efforts of shutting down the Otero County audit. And so this little... Um, bit that we played in New Mexico, which had effects on other states because we used a lot of the same equipment, was a national um, assault on my family, my wife, me, um, our finances. And um, this is kind of me kind of stumbling to the finish line and trying to package everything that we've been through to get it to the American people. Um, so they've got... Um, 
a kind of the one place to go. I mean, everyone says, if there's one thing that you could give me on the elections, what would it be? And I've never been able to give people that one thing. I think this film will finally be um, something that's thorough enough, compelling enough, where it's like, if you want to understand what happened 2020 from a documentary standpoint, all of it, not just part of it, this is a must-watch film. And, and so this is not to throw any shade at the great documentaries out there. 2,000 Mules was amazing. The 2,000 Mules was a small part of the cheat, and we actually connect the dot of exactly where the operation was covered sufficiently in that film. And we also talk about all the things that weren't addressed in that film. A police state, another. I mean, gosh, Dinesh is just putting out hit after hit. Does a great job. But we connect the plight of the J6er with the stolen elections, and, and you can't separate the two. So this film, in my opinion, it's not that you, you aren't going to see things that you haven't seen before, but I don't think anyone's assembled all of the dots to give the viewer a light bulb um, kind of going off in your head throughout the film going, oh, wow, that makes perfect sense. Oh, wow, that connects to this, that connects to this. It, it's, it's not going to leave you confused. It's going to leave you enlightened, and you're going to have a full grasp on the election system after you watch it, number one. Uh, number two, you're going to have answers to give people uh, that, that are still skeptical. And the most important thing about it is a lot of these other films leave you kind of a heart uh, without hope because they, they do a great job of showing how bad things are, but they don't give you a solution. And this film gives you a solution. And, um, and there's hope at the end. I think that one of the reasons why it was so impactful on the audience is they didn't leave depressed. They actually left inspired, ready to engage. That was the feedback that I got from many, many people. Wow, that's fantastic. Fantastic. Dave, let's let's talk some more about this, but we're going to take a real quick break first for a couple minutes and and then we'll be right back. So we're with great David Clements talking about his new movie, Let the Let My People Go. And uh, we'll be right back on the Joe Hoff Show. With his expert analysis and opinion, this is TNT Radio's Timothy Shea. Who says legislation isn't a contact sport? We nearly came to blows today in the United States Senate as Senator Mark Wayne Mullen of Oklahoma squared off against Sean Butterbean O'Brien, the general president of the International Brotherhood of Teamsters. O'Brien had been very critical of Mullen on X, tweeting, greedy CEO who pretends like he's self-made. Just a clown and a fraud, always has been, always will be. Quit the tough guy act in these Senate hearings. You know where to find me, any place, any time, cowboy. Mark Wayne Mullen read that tweet and said, here is a place, now is a time you want to go? And Butterbean said, let's go. Cooler heads like Bernie Sanders intervened. They weren't going to come to blows anyway. This wasn't quite the caning of abolitionist Republican Senator Charles Sumner by pro-slavery Democrat Senator Preston Brooks of South Carolina in 1856, but it was good to see a Republican show a little spine, show a little enthusiasm for his position. Now, if we can only get Mark Wayne as focused on election integrity efforts and on budgetary issues as he is on posts on X. For MAGAinstitute.com, this is Timothy Shea for TNT Radio. Challenging the consensus and debunking the narrative, this is Viewpoint. The Anglo-American-led wars in Afghanistan and Iraq were justified as a war on terror following 9-11. But what if the official 9-11 narrative is a lie, just like Saddam Hussein's weapons of mass destruction or his human shredding machine? 
there's another side to 9-11 which the mainstream media won't expose. The official 9-11 narrative would have you believe planes crashing into the World Trade Center's Twin Towers led to their collapse. But do you know that World Trade Center Building 7 collapsed on the same day, September 11, 2001? It was a 47-story skyscraper. It collapsed in under 7 seconds at 5.20 p.m., yet no plane crashed into it. A carefully planned, controlled demolition would explain such a collapse, which occurred at close to free-fall speed. Late this afternoon, just before 5.30 p.m., the number 7 building at the World Trade Center also collapsed. TNT Radio will cover this story to find the actual perpetrators of the 9-11 attacks. This is The Joe Hoff Show on TNT Radio. Hey, we're back. This is Joe Hoff on The Joe Hoff Show again. Our great friend and, and, uh, and now, I guess, what would you call this guy? Director, producer, star? of the uh of the new documentary let my people go david clements is with us david welcome back <laughs> well so, I, I yeah thanks, thanks for that <laughs> i yeah it's, it's it's surreal like uh i never thought in my life i'd uh, be directing a movie and uh but I, I've got a lot of talented people that I've worked with, so I want to make sure that everyone knows that what, I didn't wasn't behind the camera like cranking the, <laughs> the hand crank. But I've been at the editing board. I've been setting up shots. I wrote the wrote the film, and I knew exactly what I needed to get from each of the experts to put it all together. And so, yeah, every every single scene, whether I'm on it or not, I'm on the other side of the camera asking questions and uh, very immersive. But I, I really what I love about this film, Joe, is that. Um, I'm really not the director, um, and we have chosen to not identify many of the people uh, behind this because of the lawfare. And so our marketing is that this film is brought to you by slaves, and that it is a uh, it's produced by the anonymous. A lot of people, um, whether it was cash out of my shoebox or people along the way that have helped me um, continue to, to do my work, they funded this movie. And um, and it's directed by the censored. Uh, we are all censored. And even right now, I'm having a hard time getting this film um, in front of um, traditional audiences because we are given a hard fat pass. Like, for instance, you can you can put on YouTube movies for streaming. Well, if you put out anything that categorizes the J6ers as heroes, it gets automatically flagged. It, it will not stream. So it's like, I can't use YouTube because this film showcases the J6ers for what they are, heroes. Uh, you talk about Dominion or any of the election vendors. Uh, they come after you. And so we had people that are saying, like, look, Dave, we can get this in theaters. If you'll just drop this, 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 and you basically get half of your film because people are so gun-shy to go after a weaponized government and these third-party corporate vendors. And this film goes after all of them. And I'm like, and it's with we do it. We do it fun. Yeah, you can. You you know that better than anyone after seeing it last night. Yeah. And so that's kind of the the the, uh, the energy behind this film is that look if you if you don't if you're not doing this for commercial reasons and you're doing it for the right reasons, it may not make a dime. I just know that it needs to be made uh, the way that it is, and it needs to reach people um, in a place where yeah. I'm likely going to get a lot of gunfire from the radical left. Uh, but it, it needs to be made this way. It really does. 
Um, yeah, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, marketing will be the challenge. I think it always is, but um, in no matter what venture. But um, yeah, it's just well done. I actually, another thing that we could add to your resume is uh, there was a scene in the movie, actually one of my favorites, where they show you playing a guitar uh, in a punk rock band, maybe from some years back. Yeah. So we could we could even put you as a guitar player. <laughs> yeah, there's a little clip uh, of, of me a while ago. There was no gray hair, <laughs> but I've been playing uh, <laughs> up until COVID. I played in rock and roll bands since I was a teenager, and uh, that that made the cut. <laughs> that was great. Do you do you remember what song you were playing? Yeah, that was a, a cover of a band called the Drags called Taste Like Poison. <laughs> so yeah, it's a it's a it's an old kind of fifties style uh, punk rock song god i'd love to hear it man i'd love to hear that sometime yeah that was the that was i guess there it is my my one disappointment with the movie is i didn't get to hear uh the uh, sound behind david uh, hammering on that guitar so uh that'll be my critique uh for you for the movie i i, I think i think you'll actually uh find that that was probably a good thing <laughs> Yeah, uh, fantastic stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, just just really emotional for me. I was there was points I really was getting choked up. I really was getting choked up, and then there was uh, there was uh, points where it was very, very like you mentioned. You're trying to share also. Hey, here's what's going on, which is in this behemoth. Uh, you know, it's hard. It's very, very difficult to lay it out because there's so much. And um, you did a great job doing that and synthesizing it and bringing all this information to the forefront. Some things that nobody's been talking about, I think us, you, me, and your wife, sometimes I feel like, well, well, we're talking about it, but not many other entities. And it's about these new voting systems that uh, that I'm so glad, quite frankly, you put that in there because I think more and more as time goes by, this needs to be our focus. I've talked to Aaron, your wife, about it as well. That needs to be a big focus for this next election. And I don't want to give any clues to the left, but man, those those systems, they're not audited. They're they just look like they're I, there's no controls around. We don't know anything about them. And uh they're running elections using these systems now. And and you did a nice job of, you know, kind of saying, hey, look at these systems. So yeah, very well done. Anything? What? 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 Yeah. What? What made you think we needed to get that stuff in there? Because that's the future. Uh, every cheat migrates as you understand how the cheaters are doing it. So much of the attention over the past few years has been on Dominion and ESNS, the the tabulators, and um, you know. So you've got cases that are before before uh, Judge uh, Totenberg in Georgia, and it looks like you know, they might get a favorable ruling to, to get rid of Dominion because it just it's chock full of errors. And so that sounds great. It looks like a successful ending, but that's, I think, the, the slave masters um, would only allow that to happen if they've migrated to a different way of cheating. And so I think what they're doing now is uh, they're, they're minimizing the role of the tabulator to steal our voices and they're really prioritizing uh, how to do it through the back-end integrated software that uh, 
really the, the election staff has nothing to do with. I mean, you've got the ability to overwrite uh, and backfill data that's transmitted, and, and it's all done through backdoors. Uh, so I think what they're trying to do now is they're going to use the electronic poll books and the um, absentee ballot tracking software to have an accounting of, of who's shown up to have the tallies, and then they know how to, again, leverage uh, their, their ballot mule operations. And um, you can make uh, last-minute fixes in the digital sphere through the integrated software. And all, all you have to do is give yourself enough time by telling people to stop counting, go home, and in the dark of night, make sure you get your paper trail injected into those tabulators when no one's looking or just injected in general. And then you slow roll your election night reporting. And, and that's the new norm now, where everyone has to wait two, three, four, five days before you find out who won in really contested areas. Um, so that's where we're at now. And I, and I think that that use of the integrated software is the future of the cheat. Uh, and the reason why is that's, that's where the Department of Homeland Security has the most control over elections. They want everything highly centralized. And that's where we're at now. I think you're right. Absolutely. I think that's what uh, yeah we were talking about on the ride down here. Just this Totenberg, who's an Obama judge, who held on to this report on Dominion for two years, hid it from the American people, and you know that she didn't she didn't release that when she got it. She could she could have released that in 2021 in the summer easily, uh, but she buried it. And there was a reason for that. She didn't want us to see it. Maybe, maybe it quite more sinister. Maybe, maybe she uh, uh, went back to the author and said, "Hey, you need to change some of this stuff." I don't know. We don't know. But for some reason, for two years, she uh, she didn't release the report. Got so bad that the CISA came in and wrote about the report, without releasing it, saying that they found these issues. And uh, but to me, that was maybe gold because now we have the government saying, "Yeah, these systems aren't secure. Bad actors could come in." and hack into them relatively easy as you point out in your movie last night and uh then they could basically change an election and that comes from the u.s government so maybe in that sense it ended up being good but to think that this lady's going to do something good for us in georgia i don't know there's a debate there uh i think yeah if, if so it's because they've already got the new new version the new and improved election steal in place which you so uh adequately uh, covered last night, David. Any final thoughts here as we, uh, you know, wrap up this hour? What uh, what's next for the movie and and uh, and and for you? Yeah, I, I think if people watching the, or listening to this want to know how they can help, they're on Rumble. There is the trailer called "Let My People Go." It's an extended ten minute trailer. Watch it and share it to everyone that you know. And then we will likely have a big announcement in, in about a week from now on the launch date and the premiere. And we're, we're looking at mid-December for everyone to be able to have this film in either their, their living room, maybe at an independent theater, and by DVD. And so uh, we'll have that, and I'm sure that you'll be the first to know, along with uh, the Gateway Pundit and a few other outfits. Yeah, fantastic. Thanks, David. Well done. Well done. Good and faithful servant. You did well. God bless you, buddy. We'll see you soon. And thanks for joining us again. It's a pleasure having you on the Joe Hoff Show. Take good care. Thanks, Joe. All right. We'll be back tomorrow with Rudy Giuliani on the Joe Hoff Show. <laughs>